Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you the first GarageLogic podcast of 2022, and that would be number 762, mm. January 3, 2022. 46 degrees was the high on this day. That occurred in 1880. And then seven years later, you had the record low of 26 below in 1887. And now, Welcome from back, the bro. mayor's okay. office, above the boathouse on the east shore Let's of Spoon Leroy. Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I have a motto. I've developed a motto for 2022. Oh, boy. Okay. Do you know that the year, when you say the year 2020, it's the same as saying 2022. It's not my motto, but... I have developed a model what, for. What now? <laughs> I, just, I I read that. What somewhere. was our model? The other uh, close enough or uh, close yeah, enough. close enough. Yeah. Wasn't that a well, state fair T-shirt a few years ago? Mine goes even one step further. Is this a giant a long step. Story. Uh, slightly more effort in 2022. Out of you? Yeah. Slightly more effort in no, 2022. My favorite rook model was I want to say. Checked although out. Joe hates that phrase when I use I want to say. I believe it was maybe 2018 when you came up with. Checked out. Checked out, bro. <laughs> I am checked in for the first show of 2022. Can I tell you something about COVID? Go, please. I, I want to be done with it. So does I flew, most of uh, the country. I flew on crowded airplanes. Yep. I was in crowded tourist areas. No, this was your first flight since March I of 2020. I flown two years, yeah. Yeah, okay. Crazy. Uh, on two crowded flights, uh, crowded tourist areas, crowded restaurants. Mm-hmm. Crowded beaches, and never once sensed any alarm whatsoever, and sensed that among my fellow American citizens. Now, now granted, you had to wear a mask on the airplane. Okay, it is required. That's their rule. Uh, but other than that, I sensed, I sensed nothing. I sensed no alarm. I, I, I just wonder if, if the majority of Americans. Are, are, I've had it with this. So, Rookie and I had been chatting in your absence, and we are very much looking for... And in fact, I came in a couple of days last week to put some best of shows together, but I'm eagerly anticipating the the tales from the road, the Joe Souchere story. Well, I'll try to keep it brief. Oh, okay, no, yeah. please, come on, let us in, let us <laughs> well, in. Our destination was on the Florida Gulf Coast. Okay. 
Which is my favorite. I prefer that over the Atlantic side. Some, do. Somewhere yes, near, uh, we were near Destin, Florida. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, basically what was arrived at in the preparations for this journey was that you really can't get there from here. Sure. So the plan was... Okay, good plan, number one. Buckle okay, up, yep. GLers. Here we go. you got a family that's going to drive to Nashville from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And you had another family that was going to drive from here to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Well, I and the CP and one of the kids from the family that was going to drive here to Nashville, mm-hmm. we flew to Nashville. Okay. Big right? family. No big, problem. Big no, family. No delays. Nice. No nothing. And then the next day, yep. we got in the car of the family that drove from St. Paul to Nashville, mm-hmm. and then we drove to our destination. Okay. I thought it'd be a hop, skip, and a jump. Bingo, bango, bongo. Let's go. Seven and a half hours. Oh, oh wow. Was it uh, sing-along time? Did you, you know... <clears throat> Jimmy Crackcorn. Do anything uh, fun on the adventure? You know, point out road signs and whatnot? Yeah. Oh, I see the letter A. Our exit is... A lot of that? There was a lot of that. Our exit is 28, and we're at exit 367 right now. <laughs> that was about right. Okay. And then we didn't see anything upon our arrival, because by the time we got down to where there's water and we had to go over bridges and whatnot, mm-hmm. it's pitch black. Gotcha. So we didn't know where, where the hell we got were. Got it. Sure, sure. Got in there about 630. And, uh, How is the state of Alabama this time of the year? I have no quarrel with Alabama. Hmm. I have went through Birmingham, Montgomery, Birmingham. Huntsville. Nice. Sure, Birmingham. You know, straight down. And then uh, had a wonderful time. It was Good. a wonderful week. But Good weather? I, Good I, weather? Every We lucked out. Right Today it's 40 degrees there and it's snowing in the panhand. Oh, you're kidding. We right. had yeah. six, Timing. five days of 75-degree weather, Okay, which was just luck. That's just luck. So yeah. we all knew about this trip. That you know, the staff knew about this trip ahead of time, and you know, at your expense, uh, mm-hmm. the five of us—Rook, me, Kenny, Johnny, and Roycey—had started a chain, and we were making kind of side bets. I'm sure you were. At what day will he be thrown out of the vehicle? You know, because he's not a bad Rook. Well, what kind of a passenger is the mayor on a long journey like that? Impatient. <laughs> Impatient well, would describe the it. The plan was the T. The return plan was. Off goes the car from Chicago. Boom. Uh-huh. Yep. And off goes the car from St. Paul, which we were supposed to be in. That was the one you were going to rejoin. The, to uh, drive us back to Nashville, where the next day, Sunday, yep. uh, yesterday, we would have caught a plane home from Nashville. There we go. But we're sitting around the, uh, the pool. And uh, one kid I used to have was pretty good with the phone and the technology, and he said, well, idiot, why don't you just fly home from Destin nonstop tomorrow, meaning Saturday? I said, what are you talking about? He said, there's a Legion airline has a nonstop flight from Destin to Minneapolis tomorrow morning at 930. And he goes, click, 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 click. He says, there are nine seats available. I said, book me. Wow. I'm gone. Again, impatiently, he said, book me. Book me. At least am I on it. At least book me. Right. Well, I love that price was never negotiated. Never. Right? I don't you, care what it you were going to get on. The yeah, right. I don't care on. what it would have cost. You were good no matter what. Uh, and then the CP's putting up a fuss because she has it stuck in her craw that oh I, I never heard of that airline. I can't fly in that airline. And then she, but then she. They're national. They fly she, right in she, here. She counseled with a with one of her sons-in-law who's a pilot, ah. and he assured her oh it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, so then she changes her mind. 
And she ended up with a much better seat on the plane than I did anyway. Oh, so you didn't even sit next to each other? Well, ultimately we did because she had an empty seat because she was in an exit row. So I moved up from the last row of the plane. Uh, is that an I, open seat up there I in the ride like, area? I Can didn't I, like that. Uh, is flight attendant hang on, stewardess, <laughs> stewardess. <laughs> so it's it's not that much of a story. It was wonderful. Good. No, but it's nice that it worked out that you had a. I mean, how many destined Florida to MSP is that? Apparently, is this Allegiance niche? Is they fly to these cities, but not often. Got it. They don't have dailies. I think they have two flights a week. Destination is what it would be. But there so were you're... so many stories in preparation for this that we you know, really couldn't share with the listener. But my favorite was, uh, I believe it was a week before the expedition began, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the traveling party from St. Paul stopped by the Souchere residence. Well, and we had to test seating. Prep work. You had to do it's a practice set. Yeah, practice sitting in the car to see if everyone, that is everyone just... fit. <laughs> I'll never be the same after hearing that, that last week. I just thought, hey, we got to practice. Are you going to fit in here? All right, are we done yet? Is this where we do we fit? So we all marched out there and sat in the car, pretended we were driving. Oh, my driving. Lord. That worked out pretty well. There's yeah. no issues with that Sushere <laughs> clan nope. at all. But see, this is getting harder to do because we're now 18 people. Sure. The, yeah. the, the immediate, the family <laughs> is now 18 people. So these travel plans can be harrowing. Yeah. So with a nice Especially house, Especially when of... you're just handed the bill. Right. right. Especially that, uh, that's the harrowing part. I bet it was nice and quiet with all of those young ones running around. Well, we were very fortunate to have a pretty big place. Good. And uh, so I didn't see them half the time. Did I you didn't know VRBO? I don't know. How, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't in you charge. You weren't in of, charge of, the, okay. of getting that. Uh, Got it. He had one job. Yeah. Write the check. Because that is nice. <laughs> if you get somebody's house like that. And you know, hotels are fine. Houses are great because then you're just you're you're not bothered. Do you know that VRBO now has a bowl game? I did not know that. I only know that because I watched the. I was uh, with my wife's family over the weekend, and the Iowa Hawkeyes, where she's from, they were playing in the VRBO Citrus Bowl. Which may may I tell you <laughs> that uh, I did follow the news here okay. every day. Okay. Uh, one of the problems. Uh, if the newspaper business isn't in enough trouble, uh, it's now uh, became clear to me that uh, airports and hotels no longer even bother to have air, uh, newspapers. Really? Oh, in the, uh, in the lobbies. There. And they use COVID as the excuse. So I, I had uh, uh, no newspapers. And uh, I didn't watch any TV. Mm-hmm. But I kept up with everything here. Because it dovetailed with everything we followed. Let's start with. Let's start with. Twelve twenty nine twenty one, which would have been last Wednesday. St. Paul police searching for suspect and mugging of eighty five year old woman. The mm-hmm. photo of this woman should anger everyone to their core. An eighty five year old St. Paul woman spent nearly a week in the hospital after being injured during a mugging on December twenty second. Arlene Ferguson, a widow and a grandma, had two black eyes, a bruised cheek, and a forehead from the incident. She also lost her purse, suffered a heart attack, and missed Christmas with her family. She was discharged from the hospital last Tuesday. I just don't understand why someone would do this to our elderly, said Ferguson's daughter, Jean Hyde of Woodbury. Obviously, they weren't raised to have respect. According to the police, officials were dispatched to the 2400 block of West 7th Street in the city's Highland Park neighborhood. About 5 p.m. on December 22nd for a robbery, they arrived to find Ferguson suffering from a head injury. 85-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. 
She told officers she had just left Aldi's grocery store and was uh, loading bags into her vehicle's trunk when the man grabbed her purse and ran away. The purse had the money she was going to use for Christmas gifts. She had just withdrawn that money. Ferguson tried to run after him, 85 years old, but he pushed her to the ground where she hit her head on the pavement. Mm -hmm. Police are still searching for the attacker. No arrests have been made, but according to Hyde, they do have some leads. They have surveillance uh, from Aldi's. Uh, and at the Target store where the suspect used Ferguson's credit card, and they saw a description from witnesses uh, and from Ferguson, a spunky woman who practiced situational awareness. She noticed a man eyeing her purse in the store, so she picked it up and carried it with her, Hyde said. I don't know what that means. <clears throat> she, she, must have been, she was aware that someone was eyeballing but, but where her. But where did she put her purse that she had to pick it up? She maybe might it have had it in her, in her cart, and, and then she, she decided to hang on to it. Maybe she clutched it to her purse. Clutched it, yeah. Ferguson's hospital stay was longer than anticipated because she suffered a stress-induced heart attack from the incident. Now her neighbors are rallying around her. Lindsay Ree, who says the says she witnessed the attack, started a GoFundMe page to try to help Arlene find some peace and comfort. Uh, they've been raising some money. The family did get together on Christmas Eve, but it didn't feel like Christmas without the ma around. St. Paul uh, said that uh, 29% Let's see. St. Paul police say that while robberies are down overall this year by about 29%, they have noticed a very recent spike. Wait, robberies are down? I can't. I don't believe that. Hold on. Uh, we don't know that. Not a chance in hell that's accurate. Yeah, I, I, I find But we, about. we, we want to make an, uh, an example of a 26-year career police officer who made a mistake in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. We want to put her away for a hell of a long time. But these morons keep getting back out on the street, placing our lives in danger. Kim Potter does not place our lives in danger. Same day, December 29th, last week. You'll recall we followed this. This is from November 10th of this past year. A St. Paul man pleaded guilty earlier this month to beating and robbing a man having a seizure on the Green Line light rail in December. Joseph Ray Conley Jr., 29, pleaded guilty to aggravated robbery in Ramsey County District Court November 5. He will be sentenced December 17. I'll give you the results of that in a moment. According to the plea agreement, he'll get five years of probation and no further jail time. The judge can accept or reject the agreement. On December 30, 2020, around 4 p.m., Metro Transit Police were dispatched to an eastbound light rail car at the Dale Street Station in St. Paul. Surveillance video and witnesses show Conley sitting down beside a man who appeared to be having a seizure. Conley struck the man in the head, dragged him to the floor, stomped on his legs, punched him in the stomach, and then went through his pockets and removed his shoes. The man later told police he felt like he was blacking out or having a seizure. Conley violated probation from a 2015 case in which he threatened a man with a gun during an argument. For that case, he served 64 days in the Ramsey County Jail. It was put on probation for seven years. He also violated probation conditions from a 2018 felony drug conviction in which he spent 78 days in the Ramsey County Jail and was put on probation for three years. Yep. Now from the Wednesday, St. Paul Pioneer Press, December 29th. A St. Paul man will serve no additional time for beating and robbing a passenger having a seizure on the Green Line last year. This is unbelievable. Joseph Ray Conley Jr. served 140 days in the Ramsey County Jail and pleaded guilty in November to aggravated robbery. He will serve five years on probation and has to pay $636 in fines. Ramsey County District Judge Elena L. Osby 
said the sentence was a downward dispositional departure from the Minnesota sentencing guidelines. Why? Should he violate his probation, his stayed sentence of six and a half years in prison may be enacted. Maybe. Conley violated probation from a 2015 case in which he threatened a man with a gun. He also violated probation conditions from a 2018 felony drug conviction in which he spent 78 days in Ramsey County Jail and put on probation. As part of his most recent probation, he is not allowed on any light rail cars or platforms. He has to stay away from the victim. Okay. Not use alcohol, vote, or carry a gun. It must be evaluated for chemical dependency and education, among other things. Uh, I will make uh, efforts to attempt to understand why Ramsey County District Judge Elena L. Osby stayed the six-and-a-half-year sentence he could have received. After seeing that past, what, what, I wonder what glimmer of hope did she see? Well, back to the, uh, the 85-year-old woman, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, you gave the description of what happened to her. But, ladies and gentlemen, you need to see the photo of her. Uh, I follow a guy named Jeff Wagner. He's a, a anchor at WCCO-TV. Mm-hmm. He did a side-by-side of this woman on her 85th birthday and her sitting in the hospital where her entire face is basically purple. Right. It was bruised so badly. Now we go to Thursday, December 30, 2021. The St. Paul Police Department on Wednesday went public with a report of a second recent daylight mugging of an elderly woman at a St. Paul store and are asking for the public's help in finding the suspects. Video captured by store cameras show a man grabbing the 81-year-old woman's purse just as she about to enter the Walgreens at 1110 Larpenter Avenue. She held onto the purse and was pulled with such force the sliding door she grabbed was popped off its track. The woman fell to the ground, sustaining a brain bleed and other significant injuries. She's tough and didn't give up her purse or the money inside, says Steve Linder, spokesman for the St. Paul Police. She did experience complications due to the attack, and she did miss Christmas with her family, just like the previous victim. The incident happened at uh, 2.07 p.m. December 23rd in daylight and with other people around, and just like another one reported December 22nd. Oh, I ripped my paper. December 22nd uh, at the Aldi store down on uh, off 7th Street. Uh, that was Arlene Ferguson. Spent nearly a week in the hospital. The recent increase seems to be driven by young people taking advantage of the vulnerable, said Linders. We've seen people walking down the street robbed, older people pushed down and robbed, and people getting in and out of vehicles robbed. He said, in many of the cases, the victims did everything right, yet they were still targeted. Uh, in both muggings, the women were in well-lit areas with other people around. What do you think? Uh, do you think that guy has no record that mugged this woman? I bet there's a little something in the pot. Now let's turn to Friday. Okay. New well, Year's Eve. December. We got a lot of catching up to do, don't we? Well, because yeah, we, we followed all of this. Right. Uh, we turn to Friday. December 31st, just last last Friday. Mm -hmm. St. Paul police may have gotten a twofer with the arrest of an 18-year-old man suspected of carjacking a woman in the Crocus Hill neighborhood earlier this week. Turns out he is also suspected of the attempted robbery of an 81-year-old woman last week outside of St. Paul Walgreens. Police say they were tipped off by his mother. Isaiah Jamal Foster, 18, of Richfield, was charged 
Thursday in the latter case with first-degree attempted aggravated robbery and third-degree assault causing substantial bodily harm. The Ramsey County Attorney's Office said charges for the carjacking remain under review. Are you aware of the carjacking? Uh, yes. A woman with a child in a baby seat, or maybe not in a baby seat but strapped in, was followed home mm-hmm. from her errands on Grand Avenue uh, to her... Uh, Residence in the 700 block of Osceola. I thought she was a delivery, you know, like a Uber Eats person. Am I mixing up stories? No, you are. You okay. are mixing this something was a, this up. Was a okay. Okay. Foster was arrested Tuesday along with a 17-year-old boy and a 14-year-old boy on suspicion of the armed carjacking of a St. Paul woman in her garage in Crocus Hill. He was in jail Wednesday when police received a call from his mother. Tanikia Latasha Jones, identifying him as the man in the surveillance video taken of the December 23rd Walgreens assault. According to the criminal complaint, she does not trust police officers, but wanted to do the right thing. She prayed about it and turned her son in. She loves her son, but did not raise him like that. Well, how did you raise him then? Right, why is he like this? What the hell are you talking about, lady? And you don't trust the police, huh? I I will. When I saw this, and I, I, I... absorbed this story my heart did go out for that for that mom as a mom going how did this get so bad where did i go so wrong to turn in your own son shame on that kid to put his mom in that position foster's mother recognized the coat he was wearing as a gift from foster's grandmother she said he was wearing the coat when he left the house and added i'm 100 percent sure that is him according to the criminal complaint police were called to walgreens we've mentioned this at 1, uh, 1110 West Larpenter Avenue on a report of a robbery. She, they found Judy Stuthman, 81, unconscious in front of the store. Stuthman remembered that she was entering the store when someone pulled her purse. The strap of the purse was around her shoulder, and when she felt the pull, she tur- tugged back and was yanked to the ground. She did not remember anything after that and woke up in an ambulance. Hmm. She was taken to United Hospital where she was diagnosed with a concussion and a subdural hematoma. That's a brain bleed. She fell at the hospital due to dizziness and broke her pelvis. Jeez. Requiring surgery. After receiving the tip from Foster's mother Wednesday, police realized he was already in custody for the Tuesday carjacking in Crocus Hill. The Nissan car Let's used to block... make sure he doesn't get over to... Uh... Elena Ostby, or whoever the Ramsey County judge is. The left has placed our lives in danger. Yes, they have, Joe. Uh, The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. And if the voters of St. Paul and Minneapolis don't wake up, we're we're headed for more and more of this. Choi's got to be voted out. Somebody's got to run against Choi. Maybe the guy, Dusterhoff, maybe he'll come back and run against I thought his term ran for a couple more years. Oh. And that's the problem, because a lot of these people hold seats that yeah, aren't even up for election for a couple of years. Troy wants to run for bigger office, larger office. That's the why he's Nissan doing car used to, block, used to block the St. Paul woman's car in the Tuesday carjacking in the 700 block of Osceola Avenue is believed to have been stolen in Minneapolis. Yeah, that, so they rolled up on her right. while she was in the garage or, or close to with that car. No, she, well, you're right, but she noticed... These three young people mm-hmm. parked on Grand Avenue near her, and they were all wearing masks. So she got the hell out of there. Right. Well, they followed her. They followed her. I know the family, and uh, they are as St. Paul as can be 
and um, hopefully they're uh, connected enough to get some some something more done than just this is in the newspaper and these three morons. But coverage Rook, doesn't help these cases. Do you know what I'm saying? These judges don't give a damn if if this this story gets any news attention. What did Elena? Uh, what's her name? Ostby. What Ostby. did she see in this Conley fellow? That she thought he was worth another chance. He's violated his probation three times. It's right. virtual signaling, Joe. You know that. Gun crimes. Well, none of that matters, Joe. We can rehab him. The Nissan, Nissan car used to block the St. Paul woman's BMW in the Tuesday carjacking in the 700 block of, Osce- of Osceola Avenue is believed to have been stolen in Minneapolis. That vehicle's owner fought back and was injured, according to the police. The actions of this young person caused significant trauma and injury to an elderly resident and spread fear throughout our community, Ramsey County Attorney John Choi said, of the allegations against Foster. Well, how many times, Choi, have you had a chance to put Foster away? Mm-hmm. But let's make an example of a 26-year career police officer who made a tragic mistake in the act of doing her job. Mm-hmm. Keith Ellison, you got that notch on your post, huh? Or, Are you happy about that? Or how about Keith going after the uh, the business owner that opened during COVID? Yeah. We're going to make an example Let's out of go. her. Mm. I, this is still Choi. I want to thank investigators for their work on this case and the mother. The work is happening because Bob Fletcher put together a team to find carjackers. Right. That's what happened. Right. I want to thank uh, investigators for their work on this case and the mother of the young offender for doing the right thing by turning her son in. According to juvenile records, Foster has been in trouble before. No. Come on. Yeah. This Are had to sure? been his first no, time. No, no, no. He's been one? in trouble before. Same one? In 2000, I'm sorry, in 2020, he was charged with misdemeanor domestic assault, fifth degree assault, domestic assault, and fleeing a police officer, aggravated robbery, as well as other crimes. But mom didn't raise him that way. Hennepin County sent him to the Woodland Hills Juvenile Detention Center in Duluth. Previous charges, except the aggravated robbery, uh, escaping from custody, and tampering with a motor vehicle, were dismissed. He was put on probation until December 31st, 2023. So he's out on probation making these, doing okay. these crimes. On July 8, 2021, he was ordered to be sent to the West Central Regional Juvenile Center in Moorhead as soon as a bed was available. Hennepin County District Judge Janice M. Redding stated in the order that Foster shall be detained at the Juvenile Detention Center because the respondent, Foster, would endanger public safety and would not remain with his lawful custodian. Court documents do not make clear why Foster was not in custody. So there, So that last statement was... We don't think he's going to do what he's supposed to do, so we can't just uh, turn him over to someone and, and have them in their custody. There has got to be a great awakening of the citizenry. But There's it, got to be a great awakening I, of pushback. I think that many of the citizens have had this awakening, but none of it's going to matter if none of the judges do. And the if, fact that they can't see the harm that, that they are solely responsible for, what evidence do you have that they're going to change their mind, Joe? Don't use my name or my city, please. Okay. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. I may have enough flashlights to unseat you. Kind of like the rook in your CI. <laughs> anyway, the, Sunday, the Pioneer Press Sunday edition of December 26, 2021, has the inflaming headline, Why Are the City's Murders Rising? In truth, I didn't read the whole article. It was a bunch of blah, 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 not actually pertinent to the clickbait headline. I have no new solutions here. I, I did read the in its entirety. And uh, basically, it was uh, a lot of talking to various academic types ah. about why uh, 
these kids are so uh, misbehaving. I gotcha. Uh, I hate to admit it, but the mayor's right, the breakdown, meaning me, I guess, the mayor's right, the breakdown of moral and ethical integrity. Why do you hate to admit it? <laughs> right. I'm right. It when I'm right, I'm right. And you, right. you're right. The victim stories are terrible. The stories of the survivors are terrible, but no one touches the root of the problem, the aforementioned breakdown, as well as the emboldened suspects, broken cops in an apathetic society. We're at a tipping point and no one is talking about it except you GL guys. The Potter decision did not help. Cops are human. We aren't infallible. We are given trust and powers most people could not handle. We make mistakes. Criminally charging us isn't the answer every time. How many people die at the hands of doctors every year? Do we criminally charge them? I'm not bashing our health care system. It is the best in the world. But unless you're Dr. Kevorkian, we managed to go on without rioting. Hell, when was the death due to medical mistake? No intent, just negligence or a mistake. When's the last time one of those was even in the news? I am a cop in southwest Minnesota for a small department. I have partners who have served in the military, who have taken lives in incoming fire, who are demoralized by the current state of affairs in our formerly fine state. These guys are and were tough SOBs, and they're about ready to bail. Some have. Always discuss among the group of you. Happy Monday. Don't say his name. And I have this. Jim from Watertown. Whoop. Joe, you know the outcome of the trial of former officer Kim Potter. This is, of course, a very tragic outcome with Kim and the two convictions. We have been listening to your talk about the tragedy on your podcast. Of course, her friends and several higher-profiled people, Alan Dershowitz, for example, are public, publicly speaking about this and how this is all due to the woke state of our country. Is there a way we can get an interview and be heard to share about the real Kim Potter and what she is all about? We have two children in the military, and she has one. We joined Jeff and Kim in California to attend her son's basic Marine Corps graduation this past September. When our son Ryan returned from his year in South Korea, she uh, set this up for us. She, he sent pictures. She coordinated our neighborhood to be standing outside in the freezing cold with sparklers lighting the way for our car with our son in it. It was very thoughtful, wonderful, and beautiful. We have so many stories. She wore R.E.D., I don't know what that means. Remember everyone. Oh, remember everyone deployed mm. uh, every Friday in support of my daughter who was deployed to Kuwait. She is the most encouraging, strong person I know. She loved her community and she loves this country. She should not be in prison for doing her job. The world needs to hear that there are two sides and the criminals should stop being memorialized. Governor Walls and Dante Wright's family over at his mansion, they call him the Prince of Brooklyn Center. We can't put up with this anymore. We were with her and her husband, Jeff, for many of the days following this tragedy, and we have walked by them all the days that have followed. I can tell you, we have never seen a person in such pain, ever. This destroyed her. She only helped people, especially hurting vulnerable women. She wants to empower them. Even while the jury was deliberating, she was helping close friends with some hard situations. She cared about helping them even when she was in the fight of her life. Can we tell some stories and share the good about her? I just did that for you. Uh... I couldn't agree more with what this fellow writes. We're going to make an example out of a white police officer because she accidentally killed a young black man uh, who was recalcitrant, obstinate, failed to obey any instructions whatsoever, and would, who, who would be alive today to be out on probation for one of his various crimes. But we're going to make an example out of her because that looks good to Keith Ellison and his pals. That looks good. Mm -hmm. We nailed a white cop. Meanwhile, Man. Rome is burning. You are pathetic fools. 
You're sinful. You don't even know what that word means. You don't even have a clue what that word means, Allison. You were born Catholic, but you forgot all about that. <laughs> Do you think we could... You're pathetic, <clears throat> Allison. You're pathetic. Do you think with these... I'm not words, saying she shouldn't suffer some recrimination. Okay. okay. No, you've made that very clear when discussing But sure as hell, it's not going to... They're demanding. They're going, for the, they're going for the highest ticket here. Let's make an example of a woman who never had one complaint against her. Not one. But we're going to keep letting these 17-year-old gangbangers out to terrorize citizens. 85-year-old grandmothers. Knocking old women out. And you didn't even mention, by the way, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was another Aldi, not to pick on Aldi, it's not their fault, another 81-year-old woman who was walking into an Aldi, I don't know if it was the same one, and some punk ran behind her, grabbed her purse as she was walking into the store, yeah. spun her around Joe, and she hit her head on the curb, and she also suffered Wasn't severe. that the story I just read? No, you didn't mention it. That's, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. Aldi. No, they're, 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 Joe, there were two different Aldi stories. You're referring to well, the... Well, I don't have the one you're referring that's to. That's what I'm saying. There was another one that you didn't even... No, I'm, no, you know what? Welcome back. Yeah. You're getting that. Okay. I... <laughs> no, there was, because it was on... It, there was well, a, it wouldn't surprise me. Joe, there was a ton of news footage of it last week, and I know, I know that you were out of town, so I'm, yeah. I'm not... Yeah. Do you... I was in a foosball tournament. <laughs> Do you think that it's it's possible that because of these uh, the awareness that people have, have, have uh, the news stories that they've seen and the awareness of these incidents, do you think we could be in the beginning of some pushback? We we have to be because if we aren't, oh, we're going to lose everything. I yeah. mean, the mayor Mayor Carter now is going to be. Um, uh, Reinstated. I'm not. Uh, what were you sworn in again for his next term? Inaugurated. Jeez, I bet that'll be fun. Well, you gonna go? No. Were you invited? No. Okay. I <laughs> wasn't either. Those were the days. I wouldn't want to be invited. It's good for St. Paul. Those were fun times. Yeah. Okay, Norm. And he was, and that, and that guy was business oriented for St. Paul. Randy Kelly, who was a basically a Democrat. Was he the one that handed the? Business card when a local um, retailer Ooh. was mad about his property taxes was that Norm or was that somebody else? No, that was. Uh, I came from a. Uh, granted, I was only there a week. Thank you. I was only there a week, but I came from an environment of uh, oh frivolity and and I sense joyfulness. Yes. And, and uh, vacation. I was going to ask you about that because obviously Florida is under scrutiny for its lack of COVID locked not lockdowns but regulation. Did you notice that? COVID may have just been a, a thought when you were down there. No, I think I prefaced the show by saying uh, my views on COVID. I, I was with people who I'm suspecting have developed the consciousness to say COVID is over in our lives. Okay. Uh, I know it's hurt people and, and we take precautions and what have you, but I came from an environment down there where people were uh, leading uh, joyful lives. And and granted, you fly back here and it's exacerbated by the gray skies and the cold and the snow. But the but Minneapolis and St. Paul feel like they're not happening. They feel like they're not happening. I would agree. Is that, you know, does I, that I make sense? Agree. Yes, that vibe is out there. It just feels like it's not happening. The vibe is out there. Correct. Hmm. Uh, Nashville flat, is flat. happening. It's flat. And Twin Cities are flat. Nashville is happening. What a town. I, I hadn't been there in ages. And, and, that's and, a fun That's a fun city to be well, in. It's a destination right now that's on fire. 
and to see where the Predators play and to see the, uh, the activity around the Bridgestone Arena. Uh, and then you compare that to the, uh, the Wild, who play in a similarly wonderful building, mm-hmm. uh, but there's just not, there's nothing happening. It's just, it's just not, it's just terrible. It's mm. just terrible. It just feels like we're not happening. How would you have liked to have been at Target Field Saturday night in the minus ten degree weather? Well, that, that see that that was happening. That was festive. That was wonderful. No, I'm just saying the oh, elements would alone been, would have, have been really you would have been really cold. I'd have surprised those players didn't get the frostbit toes. Yeah, you a little something in their breast pocket to keep you warm there. Yeah, cowboy. Warm. Well, the players didn't. They had no. chicken soup in their thermos. The goalie had chicken soup in his thermos because the water kept freezing. So they would make very hot chicken soup. And by the time he could take a swig of it, it's, it still wasn't frozen What if yet. he, uh, during play, you know, took out the spoon? Just, hey, yeah, fellas, right. hold hey, on chunky, a second. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got some crackers. I'm a little busy. Got to finish my lunch. And whoever made that ice did a hell of a job. Yeah. Because in very cold weather, doesn't ice tend to flake and chip? Yes. And yeah. that ice did not do that. Right. That was a hell of no, a they sheet had of to ice. Keep work, they had to keep working with that. It was, uh, it was a really nice sheet. In, in the meantime, the Wild have not solved some problems, including a very incompetent power play. Where are we uh, doing I, Monday night sports? Talk? Well, I suppose we should win. <laughs> Five in a row. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get rid of this thing that says you are about to be logged out of Zeta. Just click, uh, just click on it, Such, and you'll you'll be okay. Oh, just click. There we go. You click it right up there. Joe, Merry New Year. Merry New Year. <laughs> I am irritated by the December 24th podcast in which you all had elf names. Oh boy. The BR, the Blonde Reckoning, my spouse, thought this was absolutely frickin' hilarious. <laughs> Thus I came by the elf name Jazzy Fundangle. I mean, she's not wrong, but it's a been humiliating week. Thanks a lot. I also found a new symptom of climate change. On next door, an internet bulletin board, a woman noted that she had left some food out in the garage and an opossum got in and was eating the food. There were photos. She mentioned that this was likely just an indication of climate change. Oh, no. (laughs) So everything is climate change. The hysteria is so complete that events in no way related to one another are linked to climate change. It's like saying I went to the doctor about a sore throat because of climate change. I sometimes wish we had something akin to a collective head slap. Bert signs that. Isn't that something? Okay. Lady, whatever ate your food, ate your food because you were stupid enough to leave it in the leave garage. Right. If you leave the trash open, the dog's going to get into it. That's just what they do. Mm-hmm. And, Ruck, a compliment to you. Careful. If I can find it. Oh, shoot. you got to hear this, Rook. you got to hear this. I'll find it. Well, do you want to take a short pause yeah, while you look for it? Okay, take yeah, a pause. Yeah, grab it down yeah. there. So when they formed Polka Dot Dairy all the way back in 1956, you, you got to wonder, did Wally Pettit and Herb Coke really think uh, that their tiny little dairy distribution business would be uh, around all these years later? Uh, and they, there they are. Uh, right on Highway 61, and we're going to be talking more about Polka Dot Dairy products in the next year. But this week, uh, we're talking about the most GL-friendly workplace around, Polka Dot Dairy. They're looking for truckloaders at their Hastings facility. The shifts are Sunday through Thursday afternoon. Starting salary, are you ready for this? 48000 now, this is going to be dock work, so you don't need a CDL license, just a great attitude and the need to work on a great team with a bunch of GLers. There is physical lifting requirements, so if you're a strong man or gal, uh, you're the one that they're looking for. 
Get yourself a great job. Apply at polkadotdairy.com slash jobs. It's a great company. You make 48K and you get to work with a bunch of GLers. Polkadotdairy.com slash jobs. GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Chillboys and Chillboys.com. Guess what now is available if you go online to Chillboys.com? Yes, performance long underwear. And I got to tell you, they're pretty dang sweet. I got a pair just a couple of weeks ago, and they are fantastic. So, obviously, winter is coming here. We all know that. But now, in, in addition to the most comfortable underwear that you can ever possibly own, the most comfortable long underwear that you can also own is now available at chillboys.com. Yes, of course, they still have the performance boxers, the bamboo boxers, the boxer briefs. Everything that you want is all still available at chillboys.com, but now including long underwear, performance t-shirts too, by the way. And don't forget forget all of your orders that are over $40 those ship fast and free throughout the entire United States of America when you're thinking about giving gifts this upcoming holiday season think about chillboys and chillboys.com and when you place your order at chillboys.com please don't forget to let them know that you heard about them on the garage logic podcast here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life joe Souchere. Uh, tim warner writes rook in January 2021, so a year ago, okay. my wife and I were preparing to fly to Mexico for a vacation and encountered Rookie while checking our bags. I've never met him before, but have always loved his nonlinear energy on your show. I couldn't resist saying, hey, Rookie, to him when I got to the front of the line. It was quite crowded, and Rookie gave me a sly smile with a slight head shake as if to say, let's keep this on the down low. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was fine with that, but then much of the chagrin of my wife who wanted more subtlety, I asked him to deliver his cancel Christmas quote. I expected him to quietly refuse or to whisper the quote. But much to my delight and buoyed by my attention and anticipation, Rook stepped back as if to say, hear ye, hear ye. He then let loose with the best and loudest, we'll have to cancel Christmas that I've ever heard from him. <laughs> well, I couldn't stop laughing, as always when he says the line, many people Perked up as if jarred to attention by a familiar voice in line. Smiles abounded. Yes, lots of GL fans hiding in plain sight were exposed. This is what I love and admire about Rookie. His fearless and boundless ability to perform. He simply couldn't resist the chance to entertain the troops, even after his initial desire to not garner attention. Happy New Year. He dangled the carrot. He dangled the carrot. I went for it. I took the bait. What would you say? We might have to cancel Christmas, <laughs> which is the wrong voice saying that line. Yeah, but you sound. say you need that voice because it oh. creates more attention. Okay, so speaking of that, slightly better. I had put out a request for because I knew I was going to do uh, last week. I didn't work Monday, but Tuesday I knew I was going to do Christmas light rivalry because that's a staple in GL. Yes, yes. So when I was introing and outroing the show, I had put out the hey, if you GLers have a suggestion of what you'd like to hear this week, please email me. I got some emails. <laughs> But one person, because we had teased the Caliendo bit, Joe, with Rookie, someone had never heard the whole segment before. And I thought, well, that's pr- that's a pretty good Yeah, well, you didn't find the part where I get my butt kicked by Caliendo. But it was so great, because I remember how nervous you were to do it when he was in the other room with yeah, Joe and Yeah, he's a Pat. professional. But that whole se- that half hour was so great when he I was in studio. That. I remember uh, the parts <laughs> we replay. Hey, play, do the thing where Frank kicks your butt again, okay? But what was great about it was the timing of it because he did a whole spiel on Madden, and yeah. of course John Madden had just oh. passed away last week. Austin, Minnesota's own, right? Yep. Yeah, he lived there for five years. Right. We claim him. Did yeah, you guys watch, him? by the way, the the Fox? 
I did not. thing on him. It's pretty good. Yeah. Even if you're I'm, a mild football fan, it's pretty good. I'm a huge John Madden fan, even though I hate the fact that the Raiders beat the Vikings in the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> sure. the only thing I hold negative against him. Uh, I, I share something with Madden. Oh. I, too, like riding on buses. As opposed to flying? No, no. When I'm in a city, I always try to find the bus tour. You know, the sightseeing tour. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, though, that's how he traveled. He did have a fear of flying. So you mine, share mine that commonality. Based, mine isn't based on a fear of flying. I just, I like to be on a bus uh, and look at the sights. Well, in fact, your tagline used to be, I don't ride the bus, but, but if, if I, I did. did. Where's the horn? <laughs> Where's the did, horn? In your uh, years of covering the league, did you ever come across John Madden? Oh, I probably did, sure. Because you would have covered that Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But what's the what's the enjoyment for you on the bus? Just the, the <laughs> relaxation. What is the? What do you find? Um, well, I, you, it's thrilling a good, it's about a good way to learn a, about a town. I missed the tour bus in Nashville. I, I didn't arrange it carefully enough. I had I would have had time to take a tour bus hmm. Sunday afternoon. I'm surprised in that wasn't arranged for you. Yeah. Let's get him I, on I, the bus. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't have been that bus. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you because. If I if you go to New York, if you go to Boston, I've done it there. Yeah, that's the you get those gray lines when you can get off and yeah. get back on. Yeah, that's the way. To, it might cost you forty five bucks, but for that day, you can get on and off at different locations and parts of the city. Well, I can do that. And that all is day. that's fabulous. How about when uh, let's say the mayor's in a town, Rook? He finds a nice uh, window seat, sits down, like and Neesville. then and then here comes you know he's traveling by himself, and then here comes Gus. And he yeah. sits right next Old to the gussy. mayor on the bus. Oh, gussy. What kind of look is that guy going to get? What are you doing here? <laughs> you want to get off of the bus? Somebody named Turbin Guy writes, Turbine Guy, guy Turbin. when are you going to interview me over the viral boat story from Lake Minnetonka? I have live streamed on my YouTube channel the entire deal and am doing daily updates until it is moved to storage. I have a ton of footage you can use as long as you attribute it to my channel. Fox 9 interviewed me about the boat. Uh, it's called the C-Note. It has 24 cylinders plus a generator. My cylinder count is over 90. I have a 1954 Chris Craft Sportsman Deluxe and a 1960 27-foot Constellation. I understand GL is a way of life, not an idea. Signed, Turbine Guy. Uh, well, Turbine Guy, uh, email me again to give us uh, an update. I, I would imagine... It would be worth mentioning if you no. ever got the boat to storage. Because we did cover it extensively yeah, on this we, show. You know, we were somewhat taken with the dilemma. The yeah, guy I'd had like to build to a trailer it. and get it down there. In fact, yes. we lost Kenny for a while when he was staring at the YouTube show and not paying attention right, to right. GL. Not the show. <laughs> and Keith writes, Joe, I wanted to drop you a line on a ray of hope. My son's Christmas break from UMD was not what he was expecting. Normally, in addition to the usual get-togethers with family and friends, we'll get some late-season pheasant hunting in and maybe some downhill skiing, a T-Wolves game. Uh, he'll hang out with his buddies, play some hockey, you know, just have fun. Well, this year was a little different. Okay. A cast-iron drain pipe under the concrete floor slab in our basement collapsed a couple of weeks before Christmas. Mm. I have been fighting that SOB since we moved in 25 years ago. <laughs> Had two plumbing companies in with their scopes and locators to verify the bad news. The concrete floor had to be busted up and new pipe installed to the tune of seven grand plus, depending on how far they had to go. Uh, with that, we ended up having to do it. It would have been closer to nine grand. We were able to temporarily unblock the line or enable it to drain into the cavern that had been created outside of the rotten pipe. 
I had time until the kid would be home. After Christmas, we attacked. We got the biggest jackhammer and concrete saw we could rent at Home Depot. Things went from bad to worse to worser. We had to keep going outside of the furnace, laundry room access to the hall, and into a bathroom. Mom is happy because since we tore up the old parquet wood floor, the sink, and vanity, we might as well remodel, right? It's one of those projects that just keeps on giving. Oh my God. This was a dirty job Mike Rowe could have done a show on. Concrete saw, jackhammer, pick everything out with your hands and hand tools, put it in a five-gallon bucket, carry it upstairs, out the door, and dump it in the backyard, pull out the stinking rotten pipe with some kind of black crap in it. You can't help but get some on you. Yeah. Installing the new pipe was the easy part. Then backfill and place the concrete. Thank God I had a 21-year-old to carry those 80-pound bags of quickcrete down because my back was toast from the oh. jackhammer. Here's the payoff. One of my son's friends lamented to him, you know how to do all that stuff? I don't know how to do anything. My dad never did anything. He just called someone. I need to go to a Camp Keith and learn how to do stuff. My son goes back to UMD with a new base of knowledge and a fatter bank account. Yes, I paid him handsomely because he earned it, and I couldn't have done it without him. Love the show, Keith Steffens. Nice. You know what they did? They went in. They went in. They went in. (laughs) They went in, and they, they came out the other side. Usually when you go in like that, it does end up costing you a, a bathroom. Yeah, you just keep going. So Ma's getting going. a new bathroom and new floors. So they jumped up a couple of uh, pegs on the knack level. They really went up on the knack scale, didn't they? I got a project that oh. I have to do. Yeah. Uh, the Kia battery is dead. Oh, no. So I went to a couple places. No battery, no battery. Went to There's a batteries. battery shortage? Uh, for the 2015 Kia Optima, yeah, there is. Huh. So I ended up going to Batteries Plus, bought it. I uh, was losing my battle with the uh, 4:30 uh, sundown, and I disconnected the negative and the positive. But there is a there's a uh, a bolt that's way I mean way down in between yeah, in a yeah, crevice. Yeah. So I need an extender of <laughs> yeah, some sort. Sure. What is that? What What do I go buy? I can't un I can't get my finger down there to go. You need an extension for your socket wrench, you mean? Yes. So you should have one with your socket wrench kit. Uh, I, I do not. Okay. Describe the rookie socket wrench kit. You know what I've told my kids? <laughs> you know what I've told my If there's one thing that I can pass down to my boys and my girls, I always say, put your tools away properly. Yeah. Don't be like your Joe, dad. Joe, what do you see? Don't with, be like your dad. What do you see with rookies? Uh, uh, socket wrench, a set. soup can with maybe three or four sockets in it. Yeah, I got that's the collection. That's the case. See, I'm picturing the the weathered old, you know, Stanley kit from about 25 years ago, where missing. every third one is missing, it's missing every part, and I don't. They're not in, ever lined up in order. It's uh, Paul so writes. I, Paul yeah. writes only in America. Can you get the following GL style message? I'm a member of a vintage aircraft group, and this is their note to members. We'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and the happiest holidays and the happiest of holidays to you, your family, and friends. May the holiday season be filled with the smell of burned fuel and the sound of wind in the wires. Best regards, Paul from the Stearman Restorers Association Board. Okay. Yeah, the smell of petroleum. I did burn my spiral candle. Is this the one that burns in a circle? It burns in a circle. It's not boring. And that was uh, fascinating to sit and watch. I'm not doing an ad for spiral candles, but I just thought it was really cool. Nice. Paul Langenfeld, who ran for mayor of St. Paul. Sure, mm-hmm. Paul for St. Paul. Put his money where his mouth was. How so? He uh, 
If you go uh, on Lexington Parkway near West 7th Street in St. Paul, yeah, familiar. you'll see a 40-foot fir tree that Paul cut in Goodhue County, hauled to St. Paul in a 16-foot flatbed trailer, then augured a 12-inch diameter hole four feet deep, a heavy lift truck with a 20-foot boom lifted it upright and planted it securely in the ground. Thank you to Miller Towing, he notes. With friends helping, a 16-foot-tall stepladder and a 25-foot extension pole were used to get 280 feet of string lights with 335 bulbs onto the tree. Plus, on the interior, we added 13 floodlights along the trunk and one really bright neon star at the tip-top. Lastly, everything is plugged into five power strips, which then connect to 500 feet of 12-gauge wire extension cords running to three outlets in front of the back of the house, all set up with automatic dusk-to-dawn photocell timers. It is my gift of peace to the city of St. Paul. Are you guys having the cartoon bubble where when Clark Griswold plugs it in and the yeah. dials just start spinning with all yeah. of the lights yeah. Yeah. on? It's going to cost him a fortune. That's fantastic. Uh, it is my gift of peace to the city of St. Paul. Very nice. I hope that Very nice, Polly. I hope that brings peace. It it couldn't hurt. Could is it? that next to oh, the, we need that. the Lexington? Is that where that is? No. no. Lexington is a street. Grand it's an avenue. Yeah. Oh, the Lexington restaurants on Grand and Lexington. I got you. This okay. is down at uh, Lexington and West Seventh. Right, but isn't there a restaurant right there? No, hasn't been for years. Okay, no, there used to be a drive-in there. That's that what I'm way thinking of. Back. Yeah, that's He's what I'm thinking of. When he went to the drive-in, yeah, over there. yeah, that thing was gone before. You're you're crazy. <laughs> it's like Kenny in the rink. Yeah, right. I, I skate. Oh yeah, I got you're her. Absolutely yeah. crazy. One more note on the uh, the repetitive criminals who keep getting sprung. Okay. <clears throat> I got a note from a fellow who said the, set, the victims in the Crocus Hill carjacking are very good friends of mine. All three kids, even the 14-year-old, have long records. We are trying to sort through all of that now. What made the difference was that Ramsey County Sheriff Fletcher runs a task force for this, letting them go to different jurisdictions to catch all three. They blocked her as she pulled into the garage, threatened her with a gun, and she was just able to get her daughter out of the car. And it sounds like the foster had just been released from a juvenile facility in Moorhead. The recent attacks might be the ones that increase pressure on Choi and others even more. I know my friend, and once things calm down, we push on Choi and others to make changes. Uh, finally, I'm going to track down John Dusterhoff for you to get him on the show. I don't have a direct relationship, but I'm working through friends on this. I will let you know when there is more info on this. Mike Zipko, our mole. Yep. I don't yep. think he minds being identified no, on no, certain occasions, guy. right? Uh, but there's got to be pushback. This, you, 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 I don't understand the apathy of people who don't understand this is, this I, is terrible. I'm trying to think at 14 years of age. I think I was working at the Grandview already. It must have been seventh or eighth grade, whatever it was. Philippi Ace Hardware for me. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I had a job. Uh, and I, I had my own lawn service. Okay. But, uh, but car, I mean, carjacking wasn't big. But to commit a crime would be the furthest thing from your mind. I know where you're going. And because Joe mentioned this, I don't think on the show, but this country has lost its work ethic. And I think that plays into this where a kid can make. A hundred bucks stealing a lady's purse in three minutes, as opposed to working at the Grandview, working at an Ace Hardware in Faribault, Minnesota, where I'm going to make 
10 bucks an hour or whatever okay, it not is. Not only that, that's a part it's going to help you socially. That that young teenager is going to be social because they have to converse with the public. What aisle are the nails in? They don't uh, care. Where's the uh, yeah. officer and gentleman playing? So, I mean, and, and social skills. Well, you've been talking about it for years. The social contract with how you're supposed to so act in broken. public but is there, gone. And there's also, there's no foundation with a lot of these kids that are that are committing these crimes. There's no consequence. There's no... This is how you need to act in order to get where you want to go in life. There's none of that with these kids. Well, because once again, the left have been uh, disingenuous to black people. The left have. That's what you have to, you have to keep saying that. Black you people. have to keep saying that so so black people you, realize you, they've been had. You morons think you're doing people a favor. Black people, you got to rise up and tell these idiots to quit doing you a favor. They're making your young people less than. Isn't that that's the saddest part? Oh, you can get away with that because you're black. You 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 are less of a person. You you don't have to have the same. Um, Look up the. Do me a favor. Who's the mayor of Nashville, Tennessee? Right. Slightly now? better effort in 2022. Yeah. While he does that, by the way, how about this timing from Jordy? By the way, this is uh, wow. Washington state lawmakers introduce a bill this month that would reduce penalties for drive-by shootings with the aim of quote promoting racial equity end quote. The bill, introduced by Democratic Representatives Tara Simmons and David Hackney, ahead of the state's 2022 legislative session, would eliminate drive-by shootings as the basis for elevating a first-degree murder charge to aggravated murder in the first degree, which carries a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment, Joe. No, if you shoot, you don't deserve any equity. Drive-by shootings were added to the list of aggravating factors for murder charges in 1995. Joe, this is Washington. Washington D.C. Uh, I should check to see. I, I would assume so. Let me let me. Let me I'll look it up here in a second. Uh, other factors include the murder of law enforcement officers, murders committed by inmates while they are behind bars, and murder for uh, higher schemes. I will see now if this is the state of Washington or if this is Washington D.C. Once you verify that, what do you I read in the Wall Street Journal today. A, a cop in Cleveland, off-duty cop, was uh, killed uh, intervening in a carjacking. This is the state. Of Washington. State of Washington. That doesn't surprise me. Seattle. You know, we're well, good. Well, th- this country has turned over its tallest uh, buildings to uh, idiots. Idiots. What Who do you want to know about? Mayor Nashville? Is John it a Democrat Cooper. or a Republican? John Cooper is a Democrat, a Harvard grad. Hmm. Wow. And he once, he worked in finance for uh, uh, Shearson Lehman Brothers Oh, on Wall so he's Street. had a job. So he has had a job. Okay. Uh, Master of Business Administration from Vanderbilt in 85, bachelor's degree from Harvard. All right. Well, the only reason I was wondering if they had a Republican mayor, or it doesn't make any difference to me. I'll take a I'll take a business uh, oriented Democratic mayor <laughs> yeah, anytime. Uh, uh, but Give I me just, something. Just got a whole different vibe talking to people in downtown Nashville. Just a completely different vibe. Yeah. It has. It's going on. It's working. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they have their pockets of strife and trouble. Sure. Uh, I, I probably was in the most visited area of the city. You know, it packed with people the day after Christmas, uh, but I I didn't pick up any of the vibes you get here, and I was wondering if that if political leadership might have had something to do with it. Uh, I don't care. I don't. It doesn't bother me to to learn that their mayor is a Democrat. He sounds like a, a Democrat who has actually had a job. Cooper's wife, Laura Fitzgerald Cooper, is a former constitutional law professor. They have three sons. Cooper's father. 
Prentice Cooper was the 39th governor of Tennessee. John's brother Jim is the U.S. representative for Tennessee's 5th Congressional District, which encompasses Nashville and two surrounding well, counties. Well, this guy might be old Tennessee stock. I, I think so. I, yeah. I, I think so. Anyway. Uh, he's not buying into this foo-foo stuff, though. No. I, it's it's got to be. The, uh, the people are flocking to live in Nashville. It's oh, a, yeah. It's, well, and it's it's really become a hot spot. I, I know Rook's friend at the airport, airport can yeah. attest. It's very sought after. Yeah. And Florida, uh, people are flocking to Florida mm-hmm. to live. Uh, including, you, can, uh, you can feel it. You can sense it. You can feel it in your vibes. Including Nancy Pelosi, yeah. who sold her California state to move to Florida. Yeah. And oh, by yeah. the way, uh, did you that. guys see the uh, Ron DeSantis was asked to comment on AOC partying in Florida maskless yeah. over the uh, over the holiday? Hmm. And he said, I don't. I don't care that she did. But and his quote was perfect. His quote was, "Oh, something to the effect of." If I had a dollar for every politician that I saw in the state, you know, yeah. I'd be a millionaire. She's so precious and so precious that she went to a drag bar. Oh, isn't that nice? Now, maybe she's a frequenter of drag bars. I don't or know. Or maybe she was with friends that uh, dress in drag. And then there's also film of her giving, getting a big smooch from one of the drag people. And no mask and this and the other thing. And I thought to myself, I don't really care about this woman. But I, but my seven-year-old needs to wear one all day at kindergarten. Okay, yeah. got it, AOC. Copy. Sure. Copy that. Well, I'm, I'm not. No, she was outside. I mean, I, who gives a bleep about her? I mean, she's just a fraud. Flash in the pan. Flash <laughs> in the pan. Fraud. What is she up for re-election again? She's every two years, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Every two years. Oh, she'll win in a, again in a week. Might so? we take a slight time out, please? Okay, I think we can Where do that. Howard writes, I have a vehicle with about 90,000 on it, and it's beginning to show its age. And this week it idled momentarily and mildly rough for the first time ever. My first thought was seafoam. So I headed to the local man mall with the orange silo to get some. I found what I needed, proceeded to get in line with my two cans. The line was long, and it just so happened I got in line behind an octogenarian gentleman who had his own bottle. He saw my cans and asked me what I needed them for, which evolved into a 15-minute conversation about all the vehicles he's owned, his personal cylinder journey. He told me he started working on motors with his dad when his dad was a mechanic for Grain Belt, and the whole time I was talking to him, it was just like watching someone who had just entered a time machine, and he was reliving key memories, like a like the one where he got picked up for doing 135 miles per hour. The point of the story is to say that Seafoam isn't just a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. For me, it was an entry ticket into a wonderful conversation with a great living American that I might not have had were it not for Seafoam. That's a great story, Howard. Thank you very much. A great story about a great living American. Thanks, uh, thanks to you, Howard, and thanks to Seafoam for always being there. Truly a wonderful product. Truth, Justice, and the Souteré. Why is that so faint? What do you mean? I don't hear it. I don't hear the song very loud. There you go. Susan writes the following. I am an ardent listener. Susie. I have listened to almost every podcast in the last two years. Before that, I was an ardent listener to the show on AM 1500. My twin daughter's nap schedule 
revolved around your showtime from about the year 2000 until you changed to a podcast. Then I figured out how to listen via podcast. This day in history provided by Tom Lyman is always of interest. So much, in fact, that I started to read their blog after you brought it to the listener's attention on the GL podcast a year ago when they were stranded in Mumbai. But I must be discordant with the term traveling Lymans. Yes, they do travel a lot, but not constantly. They have many miles under their belts. They have sold everything as to travel and not worry about upkeep on property. But for the most part, they rent properties and stay there as renters for extended periods of time. They also have visas for them to stay extended in Marloth Park, which is where they have been most of the time since they were stranded in Mumbai. In fact, they were making their way back to Marloth Park when they were stranded. Take a look, read their blog. I admire them for their ability to unchain themselves of any material responsibility and possessions. Traveling, not so much. They go from rental to rental, hotel to hotel when they need a stamp for a visa and or are getting on a floating hotel. Uh, I love the trivia, but it should be just from the Lymans, not traveling Lymans. I know I will never hear this email on the podcast, but please consider the circumstances and name. I will still be an ardent listener, but challenge the name and grimace when you uh, get into the segment. Thank you, Mayor, for considering uh, your own perspective, Susan. What the hell is she talking about? I don't know. It's in her She's craw. She's murdering to dissect, as Shakespeare yeah, would say. It's in her That's, craw. That is the, uh, Susan, God love you, but that is the, uh, that's the epitome of nitpicking. <laughs> Yes. I'm not changing it. They're the traveling linemen. Okay. Well, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Just to play devil's advocate, we are a fact-based show. Yeah. Does that play into it? For God's sakes, they're at some jungle in Africa, aren't they? Haven't they traveled? Right, see? Well, it would be like saying the traveling sushires. Well, as we have been lately. <laughs> I want to stand That website, by the brain. way. That website, by the way, is WorldWideWaftage.com. All one word, WorldWideWaftage, W-A-F-T-A-G-E, if you want to follow the, the Lymans on their travels, Susan. Ooh. You're going to struggle with that now every day. No, I'm not. Doing this like day chalkboard. Yep. Yeah, fingers on the chalkboard for Susan. Only. <laughs> oh. And he goes right into it. To add in, to pour a little salt into the wound here. here. We go. Only, only, mm-hmm. because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It's on this day in history, January third, eighteen forty-eight. Mm. A sewing club called the St. Paul Circle of Industry is formed to raise money for a new school in St. Paul. The building would be completed in August of eighteen forty-nine. Mm. What was the name of the school? I don't know. Nineteen oh five. Yep. January three, twentieth century. The Minnesota legislature meets for the first time in the state capitol building designed by Cass Gilbert. Hmm. 1916. Okay. January 3rd. Maxine Andrews was born in Minneapolis with her sisters Laverne, born July 6, 1911, and Patty, born February 26, 1918. She would form the Andrews Sisters Singing Group known as America's Wartime Sweethearts. And remembered for their 1941 hit, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. Grandpa Red uh, knew them in their uh, in their youth. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know that they performed together musically, yeah. but as, a, as, as youth, they the were. The Andrews uh, sisters were a big hit in this country. <clears throat> yeah, they were. They were a very big hit. And on this day in 1940, something called the uh, Marlboro Hotel and Apartments 
uh, burned, leaving at least four people missing, 25 in the hospital, Ooh. and 18 dead, apparently caused by a burning cigarette carelessly thrown into a garbage chute. The fire is described by the Minneapolis Journal as the worst catastrophe in the city since the explosion of the Washburn A. Mill on May 2nd, 1878. Give me the date on that again, please. January 3rd. January 3rd, 1940. 40, okay. Well, I'm just saying there's irony that it's called the Marlboro Building, and it burned because of a lit cigarette. Spelled differently. Oh, okay. He's, like I'll the give Marlboro him that, man. though. That's irony. See? Hey, 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 hey. hey. Slightly better. Slightly <laughs> better. <laughs> Slightly better. And only because it come to us all the way from 8,785 oh, miles Sorry, northwest Susan. of Puma, Longa, Sorry, South Susan. Africa. It was on this day in 1962 that Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey was born in Medelia, Minnesota, in Watanwan County. Happy birthday, Kelsey. At this point in the reading, Joe will show off and recite the county, starting with the letter W. Watanwan, Winoka, Wabasha, Wilton, Wilkin, and Wright. Uh, you may want to pause at this time to allow Kenny to interrupt and tell us all, as his want, that Watanwan is a Dakota Sioux word for where fish abound or good fish bait. Of course, in the spirit of timing is everything, Kelsey was denied the presence that he and his mother so richly deserved for being the first baby born in the new year. For some reason, according to his still bitter mother, the committee that was responsible for awarding those gifts each year decided to skip 1962 oh. and resume the tradition the following year in 1963. More than likely, they had decided that she was already the most blessed woman ever to have given birth outside a manger. Just to show how random the world is... Kelsey shares his birthday with Greta Thunberg and Kyle Rittenhouse. Greta Thunberg. She's 19. Okay. She's an expert, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, what I don't know in what. Isn't there a Wasika County? She's an expert. Wabasha, Wadena, Wasika, Wadena, Wilkin, Winona, and Wright. Okay. I just gave them to you. There we go. Thank you, GLers, and welcome to 2022. Do you Anticipating a slightly... Better effort. Slightly better effort. Do you know what the county seat of Wasika County is? I don't. Is? I don't. Wasika. Oh, good. There we go. That's easy to remember. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, folks, uh, this trend continues in 2022. Pod slightly MN. better in 2022. Pod MN is slightly better in 2022, as is the Garage Logic YouTube page. Slightly better in 2022. You can subscribe to that YouTube page and be entertained. But also, we have a, a Facebook page that is uh, live and interacting. So check out the fo- give us a little follow on the Facebook page and the Instagram page. All social media abound left and right, up, down, all the way around. Check us out. Garage Logic is live via the podcast. Roz, are you chawing this one? We didn't even need Kenny. Is he here today? Yeah, he just muted his mic the entire show. Hey, Kenny. See ya.